Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of For Light and Life. I'm your host, Lucy, and today we are picking right back up with our fan fiction novel in Chapter 3. Make sure you're caught up on the first two, because obviously you will be confused otherwise. If you have made it this far without watching the original VCU, what are you doing? Find the link in this episode's description and watch the original Star Wars fan film produced entirely by the Empire Radio community. It's got so much context for this novel, and it's just a really fun time. Also, be sure to follow Addie's podcast, The Jedi Archives. She is literally 50% of this book and deserves all the support in the world. There's a link for that in the description as well. There is some Mandoa, the language of the Mandalorians, in this chapter, which we will have translations for at the end. In case you need a refresher on the events of the previous chapter, Leia finds out about Poe's death and is pretty sad, but life goes on. Nora attempts to connect with Lucy and reveals that she is Force-sensitive and the granddaughter of Boba Fett, which Lucy is not that impressed by. Lucy's big brother, Dakai, arrives at the Resistance base, cute confetti, and is rightfully very concerned for her well-being. The next thing you know, Lucy and Dakai are being attacked in the mess hall by a bunch of very immature Resistance members, but luckily Leia puts an end to this, and Nora gets them to the medical bay to begin treatments. After a nice chat with Leia, Nora gets called down to the med bay again because the Star Collectors, a Resistance crew with whom Nora served in the past, is in pretty bad shape from a mission. And now we pick up in the next morning. Really quickly, we've got a content warning here. This chapter contains mentions of death, and that's actually about it, aside from some heavy character emotions. Finally, Addie and I do not own Star Wars or any of its existing characters, places, plot, etc. But the original characters here are the intellectual property of me and Addie. Let's not keep you waiting any longer and just transition into Chapter 3. Chapter 3 Little One Lucy woke up in stages. She slowly became aware of something firm and rough under her, two sets of sharp beeps somewhere nearby, and most prominently, a soreness in her side and head. A piercing bright light shone through her eyelids, and she started to roll over. Something dug into her ribs like a knife, and she whimpered, then immediately regretted it. She was Lucy Vink. She didn't whimper. She didn't show weakness, and she certainly didn't cry. These were just the basic standards for living her life that had been engraved into her for so many years. One stupid fight wasn't going to change that. Look who's up. The snarky sound for Brother's voice made the jackhammering in her brain even worse. She rubbed her eyes and spoke to the ceiling, which was the only place she could comfortably look at currently. You decoot, you're giving me a headache. How are you feeling? Dikai asked, a quiet concern tracing through his voice. Lucy raised an eyebrow. Probably as bad as you. See, I'm not the one with the broken ribs, though. And I'm not the one with a dislocated shoulder. Who's worse off now? Still you, sis. Still you. But seriously, you good? What Lo said back there, she said worse. I'll live. I'm sorry you had to get caught up in that. If she knew him as well as she thought she did, which wasn't all that well... Dakai was chewing his lip while his eyebrows made that little crinkly worry crease. At least me being there gave them two targets. Could have been worse for you if I hadn't been there. I can take whatever they throw at me, Lucy said, her voice beginning to rise. 
she had been doing just fine on her own for so long. He didn't get to show up and act like she couldn't handle things. You shouldn't have had to. It's my fault for not being there for you. Yeah, it kind of is. There was a cough from behind them, and Lucy lifted her head to see Nora standing sheepishly near the foot of her bed. Sorry, is this a bad time? Lucy shook her head and sank back down onto the cot. Go ahead. I just wanted to let you two know that me and the medics all agreed to keep you in here tonight and see how the back test has been doing. If you're still in pain tomorrow morning, we'll put you on the list for another back to test. If you're fine, then we'll let you go. There was a definite grin in Nora's voice, which made no sense because there was nothing good about the situation. Well, that's good news, isn't it, Vod? Yeah, whatever, Dakut. Lucy snapped. Hey, be nice, you two. And stop calling him an idiot, Nora protested, her voice as harsh as Lucy had ever heard it. Thank you, Nora, Dakai said pointedly. Anytime. Oh, and Lucy, I got you another mailer from the roof. A vivid purple sphere appeared in Lucy's limited line of sight, and she reached up reluctantly to take it. Thanks, I guess. You two get some rest. I'll send someone to get you some pain meds if you need it, Nora reassured. Thanks, Dakai called as the young medic left the room. Lucy just rolled her eyes and settled in for another long night in the medical center. In the morning, Nora was back, as enthusiastic as she'd ever been. Dakai wondered if she had ever snapped like he and Lucy did with each other. At one point, years ago, that sort of banter had always been teasing and lighthearted. But with everything that had changed, Lucy seemed like an entirely different person than the little sister he had adored as a kid. Would she ever change back? Or had she always been like this, and he had just never let himself see it? Looks good, looks good, Nora said approvingly as she signed off on a clipboard of paperwork. Back to working. Lucy, I think you're good to go as long as you're easy on those ribs. Mr. Takai, we're going to keep you in just a few more hours to make sure your shoulder heals right. Lucy shot him a smug look. Be a good little patient, Mr. Dakai. Well, I'm out in the regular world. See ya. She bounced up from the cot, winced, and shook her head. Thanks, Nora, she added begrudgingly. Now hold on, Dakai cut in, crossing his arms. Someone needs to supervise her before she inevitably gets into all sorts of trouble. Don't worry. She's heading straight to General Organo before anything else, Nora assured him. We got eyes on your sister. Lucy pouted. Well, that's not cool. Still, I'm leaving, and you're not. Ha, you really are in worse shape than me. Takai looked at Nora. You see what I have to deal with? As soon as Lucy had bounded out of sight, Nora turned back to Takai and whispered. Yeah, you're not actually much worse than she is, but I figured that you two needed a break from each other. I'm not sure whether to be grateful or insulted, Dakai whispered back. Grateful. Very, very grateful. Lucy knew that she had been a little harsh on Dakai, but she didn't care. He just didn't understand how her life worked now. He still thought of her as a kid. If he wasn't going to take her seriously, she wasn't going to let him boss her around. Shaking her head to clear away those thoughts, Lucy took a hover lift up to an upper level. She had never gotten to eat dinner before the fight, and she had refused the juice Nora attempted to feed her in the med bay. But she did know a place where she could find actual food without running into half of the resistance. 
The fourth floor opened out onto an expansive plaza lined with rows and rows of wooden planters bursting with plump purple fruit, lively green herbs, and deep orange vegetables. Artificial light fixtures twinkled overhead. Even before meeting Nora, Lucy had stumbled upon her garden a couple times before, and she felt sure the girl wouldn't mind her visit. Stepping closer toward the lush plants that were doing quite well, despite not getting a single ray of authentic sunlight, Lucy reached out a hand to touch the curling leaves. Funny seeing you here. A cheeky voice came from behind her. Lucy whirled around, not daring to accept the truth of the voice until she saw him with her own eyes. And there he was, in the same brown flight jacket as ever, looking far too pleased with himself for surprising her. You idiot! Don't you ever scare me like that again! Lucy growled at him. I thought you would be happy to see me. Of course I am! Lucy clapped her hand to his in a traditional pilot's handshake. Poe was alive! After everything, he had found his way back to the Resistance on his own. How did you survive? She asked wonderingly. I almost didn't, Poe admitted. He scratched the back of his head. I had help. There was a Resistance spy posing as a stormtrooper who broke me out after the interrogation. She put aside her own mission to save my life. She lost hers in the process. The pilot exhaled slowly and closed his eyes. We've lost too many good people in this war. Not knowing how to respond, Lucy changed the subject. Have you talked to Nora yet? No, but I will. Did she keep it? Keep what? Lucy asked, confused. The last thing I told her before I, you know, almost died was for her to not let them take her heart. Well, you'll be happy to hear she's still got that huge heart of hers. I'm glad. Lucy remembered what Nora had said earlier and realized it would work in her favor. Have you told General Organa about your, um, life? I'm actually on my way to go see her right now. Yeah, I've been putting it off. She's gonna kill me all over again, Poe said sheepishly. Might as well get it over with. Second time can't be that bad, come on. Poe followed Lucy through the base to Leia's office, where, of all people, Lieutenant Lowe stood on guard duty. She sneered at Lucy, then her eyes moved to Poe and her jaw dropped. We have a certain something to tell the general, Lucy said, lifting her chin. So, do you want to do this again now, or do you want to let a dead man see his friend again? Well, not technically dead, Poe began. Lucy elbowed him. Dead, I'm very dead, he muttered, rubbing his side. He was used to going along with Lucy's plans by now. Low, eyes still wide, slowly backed away from the doors. Lucy smiled coldly. Good choice. She opened the door and motioned for Poe to stay where he was. Leia was once more at her desk, a look of deep frustration in her lowered eyes. She glanced up and offered a weak smile. Good to see you up and about. General Organa, Lucy said. There's something you need to see. She gave Poe the signal and he shuffled into the room. Leia's eyes widened as her hand flew to her mouth. There was a moment of odd silence before she walked up to Poe with fire in her eyes and slapped him on the cheek. Next time you post out like that, I'll have you demoted, Leia said sharply, wrapping an arm around him with a tenderness that didn't match her words. Hey, General, how are things? Don't. Leia broke the hug and said with a knowing look, You know how Nora's gonna take this, right? You might as well be a dead man anyway. I heard she just finished treating the Star Collector's team after the Katniss 21 mission. So I believe she's not in the mood for surprises right now. Poe spoke up. I have an idea on how to tell her, but 
I'm gonna need Lucy's help. What are you planning this time? Lucy asked warily. You'll see. Poe motioned for her to follow him and marched out of the room without looking back. Nora was just sitting on her bed, reading a fantasy book, when she heard a knock on the door. It was late afternoon by then. Maybe Lucy had gotten into more trouble in the short time she'd been away from the med bay. Come in, she called. There was no answer. She got up from the bed and walked to the door to open it. When she did, she saw a little note on the ground and picked it up. It read, Sir, we have your next patient in the med bay. We need you to come immediately. Odd. The medics would usually just call her on her calm, but there was a first time for everything. Nora made her way to the med bay without any interruptions. Once she got there, she walked in and headed towards her station. She pulled back the curtain to see Poe sitting on the examination table with Asher next to him. Tears filled her eyes. Please tell me this isn't a joke. Nora asked as Poe jumped down off the table. Hey, Faith. I'm okay. Poe walked over to the young girl, who gave him the biggest hug he had ever received. I thought you were dead! Nora cried loudly. Elite Orisha Talden. Family is more than blood. I love you, Orifod. I love you too, sis. Nora couldn't stop crying. She was so happy. After a few more minutes of non-stop crying, Nora broke the hood and punched his shoulder. You scared me out to death, you stupid head! I mean, you died! You were dead! Nora protested as Poe placed his hand on the back of her head before bending down so their eyes met. I know, Faith. I know. I'm here now, and I'm not going anywhere, I promise. More tears slipped down Nora's face as her Orivod hugged her again. He was truly back, and she was more relieved than ever. Lucy could just imagine the reunions that must be happening in the mess hall. Poe would be surrounded by friends, probably smirking that goofy smirk of his. Nora would still be crying. Leia would be beaming at the lost soldier come home. And everyone would be celebrating. She doubted anyone would notice she was gone. Even sweet Nora would be too happy to have her brother return to realize. Lucy couldn't exactly fault them. Her presence there would only ruin the good mood, only restart a conflict. She was sure Dakai had the same train of thought and was similarly hiding out in the medical center, because for all they bickered, they were still related. She poked the Maluron in her hand, hoping Nora wouldn't mind her taking one from the garden without asking. There was no way she was going to the mess, today or possibly ever, but she still needed to eat. She was startled by a gentle rap on the door, it was either Nora or Dakai, and she wasn't in the mood for either one of them. What do you want? she asked, surprised to hear that her own voice was no longer grouchy, only tired. Only to check in, a familiar voice said that did not belong to Nora or Dakai. Lucy gulped. Sorry, General Organa. I, I thought you were someone else. She got up and opened the door. You're welcome to come in. I'll take you up on that offer. Leia said with a smile, following Lucy back into the room. And you can call me Leia, or Aunt Leia, as our dear friend Nora does. She seemed to notice Lucy's eye twitch at the mention of Nora. Though I suspect you may have some conflict with her. I mean, no disrespect, Lucy hastened to say. She's a lovely girl. Everyone likes her.
Leia, with all her motherly tendencies, sat down on the bed and patted the seat beside her. Lucy hesitated before obeying. The woman put a hand on Lucy's arm. And I mean no disrespect, but I think you're going to need to tell me what's going on in your head. Lucy resisted the urge to flop backwards onto the cot and instead rubbed at her forehead with her free hands. There's an awful lot going on up there. Start with Nora, Leia suggested. So, Lucy did. All the thoughts crashing around inside took shape as Leia listened to how Nora seemed to have everything Lucy didn't. How Cam had been irritated at her and then softened when he asked about Nora. How Lo had been about to drag Lucy out of the hallway until Nora showed up. How Nora didn't even have to ask before everyone listened to her. And Lucy screamed until her voice was hoarse and even then no one heard. How she was still hurt by Dekai's betrayal all those years ago. How the only reason people knew she was a Mandalorian in the first place was because of Dekai. How he tried so hard to help her, but only got her into more trouble. How every single thing she did made everyone hate her. How she had started shrinking back into her shell and turned into the husk she was now. How she hid every part of herself so they wouldn't have more things to hate about her. How she only wanted to help the galaxy. And it turned its back on her. Lucy didn't know when she started crying, only that when she had run out of words, Leia was cradling her like she had always wished her own mother had done. She felt vulnerable, exposed, too young to be here on her own. And it felt so incredibly freeing. Leia didn't even seem bothered by the new tear-stained patch on her shoulder. She just kept rocking Lucy in her arms, humming a calming tune. Lucy's sobs quieted to hiccups as she listened to each steady note. She hadn't heard the door open, but now there was a second pair of arms around her and a soft voice in her ear. Kuradiga. Hush, little one. For once, she didn't mind being little at all. Dekai planted a soft kiss in her forehead, and the three of them stayed like that for so long, Lucy drifted off into a quiet slumber. Even in her sleep, she felt someone lower her fully onto the bed and pull a blanket over her. Even in her sleep, she felt a warm presence that stayed by her side throughout the whole night. Even in her sleep, she heard the tender words, Nikartal Gardarasum, float into her mind. I love you. I love you too, brother. Nora got up early the next morning to work in the medical center. Most of the star collectors had been able to leave the day before, but Cooper and Eli were still resting on neighboring cots. She checked in with them and several other current patients, made a couple more into the center, and finally took a break for lunch. Before she went to the mess hall, she stopped by her quarters to sit down and collect her thoughts for a minute. Waiting for her in the hallway in front of her room was the last person she expected to see. Hi, Nora, Lucy said. She was fidgeting with her fingers, and her voice was softer than Nora had ever heard her speak before. Something about her whole posture was different, too. Less harsh, and her voice gave off a light gray tone. Do you have a minute? I'd like to speak with you. Nora was so taken aback that she just nodded and opened her door. Lucy followed her inside and let the door shut behind her. What's up? Nora asked. 
Well, first of all, I wanted to apologize for how I've been acting lately, Lucy said. I've been really closed off and negative, and I'm sorry I took out some of that on you. You've been kind to me, so much kinder than anyone else has been. Thank you for that. Nora smiled. She had always known Lucy had another side, but she appreciated the apology. Of course, I understand. That may be true, but I wanted to tell you something else that might help you understand even more. Lucy took a deep breath. Um, I know what it's like to lose a brother, because I lost Dekai for a long time. Back when I was more of a full-time Mandalorian, we were really close. Our family wasn't exactly big on caring, and growing up, I only had Dekai. We would tell each other everything, train together, play together... Until I saw how the galaxy was breaking apart. I wanted to help people outside of just us Mandalorians, but our people didn't agree. So one day, I just left. I took some stuff and traveled until I found someone who could get me into contact with the Resistance. Leia took me in just like she did with you, and I loved doing everything I could to stop the First Order and make a real difference. What about Dakai? Nora asked. She knew she was interrupting, but like a good book, she needed to know what happened. Lucy sighed. I wrote a note for him when I left. We had talked about it a few days before, and I knew he wouldn't want to come. He still wanted to follow the rest of the family. So I didn't see him, not for years, until I got captured by the First Order. He broke into the base and that's when I realized what I'd done when I left him behind. Our family had turned him into something darker and angry and determined to be true to them. Dakai threatened me. He said if I didn't come back, he would... Lucy covered her mouth and paused for a moment, her shoulders trembling. He would kill me? Nora's eyes widened. Sure, she'd seen the Vink siblings arguing. But how could that same Dakai do something like that? I was terrified, Lucy whispered. He was about to shoot. I know he was. Luckily, someone came in and stopped him, but that's another story. I felt sick for days knowing what he'd become. And then, out of the blue, in a battle, Dakai showed up again, this time trying to save my life. She scoffed, scrubbing at her eyes with her sleeve. Yeah, terrible timing, of course. Of course. Nor echoed with a tentative smile. But he'd had a revelation, apparently, and just like that, he was good again. Wanted to fight alongside me and turn away from Mandalore. He kept apologizing, keeps apologizing, and I keep telling him it's okay. But really, when someone goes from your best friend to trying to kill you... To being pals again, you wonder. She closed her eyes. I don't know. It's bad on its own, but adding that to everyone here being disgusted with me and willing to beat me up for it. And I thought it was going to get better, but it hasn't. Nor didn't know what else to do except give her a hug. I'm really sorry. 
she said against Lucy's jacket. You deserved so much better. Lucy laughed tearfully. Now you just sound like Leah. Nora grinned. Nothing wrong with that. Lucy hugged her tighter for a moment before letting go. I'm going to try what you said. I'm going to try to open up. Excellent plan. Nora agreed. Couldn't have said it better myself. She glanced down at her hands, an instinct nudging into her consciousness. It was hard to explain, but she somehow knew they had reached the point Leia had told her about. A time where both of them could finally let out the truth. I actually have something to tell you, too. I've been thinking about this for a while, but it hasn't been the right time until now. I'm all yours, Lucy replied. Okay, so it's about my family. My mom died in childbirth, which was devastating to my father, but he didn't want anything to do with me. He left for Nalhata with some of his friends, leaving me with my grandfather. I don't know why he took me when he did. He had just lost my grandmother, Finnick Shand, a few months before I was born. He named me, raised me, and kept me safe until he disappeared. My full name is Norlin Faith Fett. He chose Faith as my middle name because he always had faith that I would bring kindness and joy into the galaxy. Nora had tears in her eyes as she finished. She hardly ever let herself think about her parents. When she had so many people depending on her in the present, it felt like she had no right to be distracted by the past. I wish I could just find my father and tell him about everything that has happened. All the people I've been able to help. I doubt he'll listen, though. Lucy put a hand on her shoulder. I think we can make that happen. As soon as she reached her dorm, Lucy went straight to the hollow projector and activated it. An armored Mandalorian sprang to life above the device, his helmet failing to hide his obvious exhaustion from parenthood. Lucy smirked. I'm impressed, old man. You don't look a day over sixty. It's nice to see you too, Lucy. How have you been? The blue-tinted man asked. I've been better. How's the kid? Getting bigger by the day, he said, just as they heard a loud thud in the background. Sorry, Dada Mendo, a small voice called out. It's fine, Grogu. I'll fix it in a sec. Din, I need your help, Lucy interrupted. What do you need? A favor. For a friend? Since when did you have friends? That's not important, Lucy snapped. I need you to track a guy down. Lucy, you know I don't do that anymore, Din interrupted. I know, but I really need your help. Just this once, please. A loud sigh came from the other end. Do you know what he looks like? Only from what my friend told me. Black hair, six foot five, light skin, green eyes. His name is Elliot Fett, son of Boba Fett. He was last seen on Mandalore 13 years ago. You came to the right person. The Fetts and I go way back. Lucy smiled as she saw little Grogu give Din's leg a hug. I figured. What's your rate? Consider this a birthday present. It's not my birthday. Well, it'll make up for the ones I've missed then. Take care of yourself, kid. Din's helmet tilted in goodbye. Lucy smiled. Over and out. With the final flicker, the image disappeared and flooded the room in darkness. She had done what she could. Now, she could only hope Nora wasn't disappointed.
When Lucy woke up the next morning, she found out that it was, yet again, another rainy day. Most people would be inside today, so she decided to get some peace and quiet by going to the study hall. The cavernous room was largely empty when Lucy showed up, except for the two people she least expected to be there. Sitting at one of the far tables were Nora and Akai, a spread of colorful cards laid between them. So you place that card down like this. There you go. Lucy looked at them in shock. What in the world is my brother doing teaching a kid to play sabak? She thought to herself as she took a seat next to Dakai. This card game is very confusing. Nora noted with a laugh. Yes, yes it is. Dakai grinned back, looking extremely pleased with himself. Dakai? Yes, Lucy? Dakai asked calmly as he placed down a card. What are you doing teaching a kid how to play sabak? Preferably a teen. Nora cut in. Whatever. If you haven't noticed, it's raining outside, so there really wasn't anything to do, Dakai protested. Nora placed another card and chirped. I'm just happy it's raining because my plants need it. That's nice, Nora. Besides, Luce, you were younger than her when Mom taught us to play, the young man pointed out. Lucy gave him a stern look. That was different and you know it. Not really, Dakai shot back. You know what I think? I am aware of what you think, so I don't need to hear it again. Well, I- It is all right, Doug Burke! Nora called as she placed down her cards. The two older kids looked at her in a mix of shock and horror. Well, that settles that. I'll make sure to say that next time you two fight. Nora smiled. Please don't, Lucy said dryly, though she felt the corners of her mouth twitch in a smile. Well, Nora, I talked to my friend, and he's on the hunt for your dad. She remembered Dakai, and her eyes widened. Sorry, is it okay that my brother knows? Hey, you're admitting we're related. Good progress. Dakai smirked. Nora nodded. That's fine. Yeah, thank you. Anytime, Lucy said, and she realized she meant it. Nora had done so much for her already. Beside her, Dakai scratched his head. So, um, are we gonna acknowledge the whole thing that happened a couple days ago, or is that just gonna rest somewhere in the back of our consciousnesses? Lucy's eyes softened as she reached out and squeezed his hands. We can acknowledge it. I... I love you too. You know that, right? Yeah, I know, Dakai said. I mean, for a while there I didn't, but I know now. But I said it first, so clearly, I win. Lucy pulled him into a hug. At first, he stiffened, but then he chuckled and leaned into her. Being there with him, not thinking about what the next day held or who would betray her next safe and warm, made Lucy feel like nothing the galaxy threw at her could reach her. It reminded her of that first time they had hugged after the Battle of Rentor, when she knew the fighting was over and she didn't have to fear him. My work here is done, Nora called out, making her friends laugh. Lucy patted Dakai's back and released him. Addressing Nora, she said, You know you're too nice for your own good, right? I know. The three sat in contented silence for another moment before someone spoke. So, who wants my Lauren? Nora asked. Lucy and Dakai called at the same time, then attempted to steer each other down for the prize. Good thing I brought three. Nora pulled out a small bag and handed out a Melu run to each of them. Her eyes sparkled with something pure and whole. I thank thee very deeply, Dakai said, holding the fruit reverently as if it were a pound of beskar, making Nora giggle. It was my pleasure. I think we need a break from all the sabak, don't you think? 
Lucy asked, shoving down the prickly feeling in her head. Nothing was wrong. There was just no logical reason for anything to be wrong. She had just been thinking how nothing could be wrong with Dakai at her side. I guess it is a game for older kids, Dakai admitted, completely oblivious to the whole internal conversation Lucy was having with herself. You think? Lucy snapped. It's not just very strategic, it also involves gambling. I didn't gamble. More importantly, I didn't teach her to gamble. Nora piped up. Actually, Poe already taught me. Lucy shook a finger in mock anger. Your Horvath and I are going to have a long chat after this. All right, then. Nora agreed. Well, I have to head back to the medical center for a shift. Dakai, want to come? When Dakai eagerly stood, Lucy raised an eyebrow. So, you want to be a doctor now? That's news to me. He flushed, then shrugged and scratched the back of his head. Well, it's fascinating to see all the different treatments and patients and how to help them, and I figured I might as well be useful while I'm here. I'm kidding. That's great. Have fun, Dr. Dakai. You keep adding random titles to my name. I don't know what the purpose of that is, but it seems unnecessary. She elbowed him, then squeezed his hand again. Forente, Nirvad. Garol Ram, Lusika. It's going to be an exciting day today, Dakai. We're discharging the last two members of the Star Collector's team. Nora grinned, pumping her fists in the air and looking every bit her thirteen years for once. A smile rippled across Dakai's face. Well, let's not keep them waiting. The next time Nora saw Lucy, she was strolling into the medical center with Poe, grinning wildly. There was a faint purple bruise on Poe's cheek, and Nora raised an eyebrow. Um, dare I ask what happened? We had that chat, I promised. Lucy explained, far too pleased with herself. He will not be teaching you any more illegal activities or swear words. She gave me this, Poe said, pointing to his bruise. Lucy's jaw dropped. You liar! You walked straight into the doorframe! I saw you! Don't you dare blame me! Nor I'll be the judge of that. Faith, dear, who do you believe more? Your sweet, older brother figure who is smacked by this anger-prone lady over here? Or said anger-prone lady who claims I was just clumsy when we both know I am the most grateful creature in this galaxy? Nora immediately pointed to Lucy and Poe harumphed. Come on, you know I still love you, right? Nora asked, trying to keep hold of her laughs. Of course I do, Poe replied as he gave his sister a hug. How are things going up here? Great. We've treated several patients, and we pranked another one. Takai remembered the look on his face when he tricked him into thinking he had to stay another week. Nora giggled. Poor Eli. We're a great team. Dakai agreed, fist-bumping Nora. A calm beeped, and Lucy reached into her pocket. I better take this, she said. It's my friend. Nora's heart sped up. Does he have news about my dad? We're about to find out. Lucy accepted the call, and a crackling male voice answered from the other end. Is this Lucy? You tell me. Lucy said. You're the one who called me. You're still as snarky as ever. Well, I have an update. Did you find my dad? Nora asked. There was a pause. Who's this? Din, this is Nora. Lucy explained. Nora, this is Din Djarin, an old mentor of mine. Emphasis on old. She never does stop, does she? Well, Nora, I did find something. What is it? Nora asked. 
your father's on Nalhut all right. He seemed to have made a name for himself there. Okay, whatever you do, do not engage. I want to be the one to talk to him. Nora replied. Then you better hurry. He might not be there long. Din remarked before the three said their goodbyes. Trust me, Nora said. I'm not going to lose him again. Okay, I have so many comments. First of all, if you couldn't already tell, Lucy and Dakai arguments and banter are some of my favorite things. I'm going to actually give you a hint about something from this first argument that will come back in chapter 6 in an epic comment. Take another look at the theme in this line. She had been doing just fine on her own for so long. He didn't get to show up and act like she couldn't handle things. Also, Poe is back. Sorry, Drew. Nora needs her big brother, but we also needed him to be out of the way for the things that happened in chapters one and two. This is one of the things from the original BCU film that have carried over into the book. Lucy and Poe went through a lot together in the film, although he and BB-8 technically did try to leave her in the First Order base, so right now in the book, they are just kind of buddies. There is a decent amount of Mandoa, the language of the Mandalorians, in this chapter, so uh, let's go over those phrases. Vod traditionally means brother, but it also means sister or sibling or even a close friend. Orivad means older sibling. Varika means younger sibling. Nikartal Gardarasum means I love you, literally translating into I know you forever. Vorente, literally I accept a debt, means thank you. Contrastingly, Garolaram means you're welcome. I'm pretty sure that's all the Mandoa we've had so far. There is more coming down the line because Addie and I adore the language. And of course, we have one of my favorite scenes in the book thus far. Clearly, Lucy was building up so much tension after two years of feeling like an outsider in the resistance. She had to let it out. Honestly, this is exactly what I do whenever I've got a lot of built-up emotions. I just pour out all these words to my mom and then cry about it and then feel a lot better afterward. And then Dakai finally says I love you to her. What a great time. There is definitely something freeing about feeling young, at least for me. In my life, there are a lot of times when I am acting or feeling older than I am, and there's all this responsibility to uphold that image. So the moments when I get to act my age and have someone else take that responsibility from me are so relieving. This scene is only about 15% fiction, I'm telling you. Also, yay, Nora and Lucy are on much better terms now. And, of course, the much-awaited Sabak scene. Addie and I regularly reference this and talk about it. It's just such a funny and lighthearted scene. Very fluffy. My favorite has to be when Lucy and Dakai are debating the morals of teaching it to Nora, who says, I'm just happy it's raining because my plants need it. And Dakai pulls such an older sibling-slash-adult move. That's nice, Nora. Immediately gets back to discussion. Full disclosure, this scene was written at a time when neither of us knew how to play Sabak. After Empire Con, I now know, and I can confirm that it is not at all played like how it is described here. But most of you probably aren't familiar with the rules, and the rest of you can just imagine that placing cards is actually putting them into the discard pile. It's gonna be our little secret, okay? 
Well, we are going to wrap this up here. I have really enjoyed this chapter, and hopefully you have too. We don't have voicemails or a drabble this week, so instead you get to hear me give our typical outro. If you have any thoughts about this episode, you want to contact me, or you just have a minute to help the show grow, here are some ways you can do so. You can send me an email through my fan email, which is for lightandlife.podcast at gmail.com. This is great if you have something you want to tell me, but for whatever reason, you can't send in a voicemail. That being said, you can absolutely send me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. There's a link in the description for that. As long as it is family-friendly and you have not specifically asked me not to, then I will play it on the show. Please leave a rating and a review wherever you listen. This helps when people come over and find the podcast. Go ahead and follow the show if you like these sort of episodes. comes out every Sunday. Finally, please share the show with your community so our community can grow. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I'm Lucy, and let's look for the light in life in our world together.